Podcasting from Hartford, you're listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast, your place for all things Connecticut sports. And here is your host, Jared Cutler. This episode is brought to you by the Boneyard Huskies Club. The Boneyard Huskies Club empowers athletes while providing UConn fans with access to exclusive community, utility, and rewards. The Boneyard Huskies Club is excited to announce the next collection of student-athlete collectibles, which grant membership privileges, will feature UConn football players. For more information, go to BoneyardHuskiesClub.com. That's BoneyardHuskies with a Z club.com okay UConn football hit bowl eligibility this past weekend so Brett McMurphy of the Action Network he does all their bowl projections and a lot of great college football coverage is here to join me today Brett thanks so much for hopping on for a few minutes you got it good to talk to you so I want to ask this out of the gate here you've been covering college football for a while Are, are you impressed with the job Jim Moore has been able to do this year and how quickly he's been able to get this UConn football team bowl eligible Absolutely. Um, I'm based in Tampa and have been for a very long time and used to work for the Tampa Tribune and I covered USF back in the, the Big East days. Um, and so I know, you know, kind of where US, UConn has been, um, where they where they got to the Fiesta Bowl and then kind of where they kind of dipped down um, and then obviously leaving the Big East. So, yeah, I think Moore has done an incredible job for UConn and um you know he certainly would be a handful of coaches uh for national coach of the year um just an incredible job and the fact that he's got them bowl eligible out of the gate um you know I think a lot of people probably would have predicted that UConn at some point would drop football I think that's how irrelevant they were the past few years nothing against UConn or the players but when you're not in a when you're not in a conference, which you, I'm sure we'll talk about in a little bit, um, you know it's a huge disadvantage, and there's really only one and a half teams that can do that, and that's Notre Dame and BYU, and BYU is obviously going to the to the Big Twelve, but for the UConns and UMasses and and those guys, when you're not in a conference, it's just so so hard, and yeah, just. An incredible job by Jim Moore, no doubt about it. Talking about UConn being an independent here. Take us through the ball picture a little bit and how it works with UConn, not having a direct tie-in to any of these bowls, and how despite being bowl eligible, there's still a chance they might not actually get to go to a bowl. Yeah, I mean, I the the quick answer is is you know there's there's 41 bowls, and basically all 41 bowls, believe it or not, have a tie-in with a specific conference or Notre Dame or BYU. So what that means is, is if each of those conferences, whether it's the SEC or the Sun Belt, if they have enough teams that are bowl eligible, those bowls that they have deals with are contracted to have to take a team from that conference. So what does that mean? Well, that means if there's enough teams for all of those bowl games from all of the different conferences, then UConn would not have a bowl. Um, the same with UMass, the same with Liberty. A lot of people think Liberty's locked in. They're not. If there's enough six-win teams from the different conferences, Liberty is in the same situation as UConn. Only BYU and Army are the only independents. Notre Dame's considered an ACC team for bowl purposes. Those are the only two independents that have that are guaranteed bowl spots with a bowl. So how does UConn get a bowl game? Well, usually there's not enough teams that are bowl eligible. 
from all the different conferences. Also, when you factor in the contracts with the different conferences, when teams from specific conferences, the SEC is a perfect example, um, they have a number of teams that get pulled up into the college football playoff and into the New Year's Six games. Well, after that, they still have the SEC still has nine con, nine bit nine bowl contracts. That's after you take out the playoff teams and the Sugar Bowl, which they'll send a team to, and possibly the Orange Bowl. So then there's no you know unless the SEC expands to twenty members, which they probably will in a couple of years. But at least this year, they don't have enough bowl eligible teams. So that's where there's some holes where UConn, Liberty, um, if UMass was eligible, those teams can fill those spots. Or if you have a conference like like the Sun Belt only has six bowl bids. But if they have eight teams that are bowl eligible, that allows those two extra teams to go to a non-Sun Belt bowl. So the good news is 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 not guaranteed a bowl bid. The good news is there's probably not going to be enough six-win teams. And also, to increase UConn's chances even more, the San Francisco Bowl, which existed until a couple years ago when it folded, they had signed a six-year contract. And so basically, with the San Francisco Bowl, there there were 42 bowls for 84 spots. Well, last year, Francisco Bowl. However, there were 83 bowl eligible teams. So ESPN took it upon itself to create the Frisco Football Classic. I know it's, I'm sure everybody watched that thriller, um, literally at the last minute. Um, And it was to make sure that all of the six win teams could play in a bowl game. So that's what happened last year. I've been told that if the same thing happens this year, and there are more than 82 bowl-eligible teams that they will play, that ESPN will create another bowl at the last minute, probably going to be the Frisco football class again. And by the way, it doesn't mean UConn would go to that game. It's just that would create another game. So all of the teams with six wins would be able to play in a bowl game. Right now, I'm projecting that they're, they're going to need at least two teams with five wins. So UConn should be set. And then if you want to make plane reservations, uh, you're going to have to wait a while because <laughs> literally that I'm not joking. It will probably will not be determined until the Sunday of bowl announcement day where UConn will go just because it's dependent on so many other moving parts. Who gets in the playoff, the New Year's six games, and then the trickle down effect for the different conferences on who goes where and what bowls. Uh, have an open. It, maybe you can give me some clarity into to something I read, and I didn't know this was a thing. And uh, it, it said that bowls can make the decision to trade teams. Is that something that's that that can happen? If a bowl, say, I, I know UConn fans are hopeful that there would be a chance that maybe they could get into the Fenway Bowl. Let's say you know, could Fenway trade an AAC team to another bowl where it might be able to draw better? and get UConn to Fenway. Is that something that's even in the possible realm of possibility? Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I kind of, in my bowl projections, I kind of joked that said UConn's basically eligible for any bowl, except maybe the college football playoff semis. That may be a, <laughs> that may be a reach at least this year. But no, yeah, you, next year. Yeah. Next year. There you go. Um, you heard it here first. Uh, no, but that's a great point. There is a lot of horse trading and just because, 
for instance, the Fenway Bowl right now is an ACC versus American game. Yeah, there's absolutely all the time. And you will see bowls that will trade teams and say, hey, look, we've got a team up in our neck of the woods. For instance, you're saying UConn. Okay, so, you know, UConn talks to the Fenway Bowl. And I'm not saying that the talks are underway or that could happen, but it, it's a it's a possibility. And then the, the Fenway Bowl will be like, okay, well, if we take UConn, then as long as the conference that they're replacing, whether it's the ACC or whether it's the American, as long as that conference has a place for whatever team that's getting displaced out of that game, if they have somewhere to send it and that team's okay with it, um, yeah, that stuff happens all the time. And keep in mind about, I don't have the exact number in front of me, but ESPN owns about almost half of the bowl games that are not the New Year's Six, that are below the New Year's Six. So basically, they've got this huge whiteboard, and they can just mix and match whoever they want to put in their games. Fenway Bowl is an ESPN Bowl, by the way. So, yeah, you can see a lot of horse trading. So I know, you know, UConn fans are trying to get a read on where they where they want to go, um, you know, and, you know, I'm sure because they haven't been, you know, since 2015, that's what that's what makes UConn attractive for a bowl is you want teams that haven't been for a while, that has a fan base that's excited. You don't want, for instance, uh, a team that's, you know, maybe like a Clemson or Alabama that's made six or seven playoff appearances in a row, and now suddenly they're not going to the playoff. You, as a bowl director, you're never going to say that publicly. You don't want that team because how excited is their fan base to go to a non- playoff bowl after they've been to the playoffs so many times on the flip side when you have teams like UConn Kansas will be one of the hottest bowl teams out there they haven't been since 20 2008 I believe uh so they've had a longer stretch than UConn so teams that haven't been in a long time um you know as long as the fan base is jacked up and excited and I know a lot of schools they try to sell bowl tickets um beforehand even before they know where the bowls what bowl they're going to so they can then go to the bowls and just kind of like hey look look at us look at us you should consider us we've already sold um this many tickets so yeah i i certainly think that helps uconn and you know now that they're six wins they're they're fine but obviously you know if you can win a seventh game that that uh not necessarily increases your chances but you know maybe it improves the the bowl that you may be considered for, obviously, the better your record. Absolutely. Well, you, you've got Louisville, East Carolina now in the Fenway Bowl. I know UConn fans would love an old Big East rematch uh, in Boston. So uh, I guess we'll have to see if some uh, some trading can be done on, on that one. As you look at UConn going forward, now that they're in a position where, where Jim Mara has them more competitive in competing for bowls, how do you think they manage things going forward in, in terms of, you know, having more of a secure bowl tie-in in place. Is there a way to make an arrangement? I, I think UMass might have done that with ESPN, where there's a tie-in, you know, should they be eligible? They, they do have a spot. How can UConn go about navigating that landscape outside of having to join another conference? UMass does not have an agreement. So what, the, what, they, ha- what they have, though, and you, I'm sure you, UMass does this and Liberty does it, and I don't blame them for doing it. They say we have a secondary agreement with the ESPN. What does that mean? That means if ESPN can't fill bowls from a specific conference, 
that then they they would have to take UMass or they would have to take Liberty. So that's what that is. So if again, if there are 82 teams with six wins and Liberty is number 63, number 83, for instance, and they're not going to add an additional bowl, Liberty's out of luck. Technically, as weird as it sounds, Liberty could be 12 and 0. And as long as they're not, they don't qualify for a New Year's Six or college football playoff bowl, and there are enough bowl teams, by contract, they would not have a bowl bid. So what can UConn do? You can schmooze with the ESPN. You can try to get in good with the bowls. The challenge is, you know, these, these are six-year deals, and we're in year three of them. Um, the good news is with the college football playoff expanding, it looks like it. Um, if it expands early, it'll be fascinating to see is what they do with the current bowl contracts because they're going to have to change all those because now you've got 12 teams in the playoff instead of four, but you still have the bowl contracts for every conference going through the end of the, the 14 playoff, which we thought would be through the 2025 season. So from 2026 going on, you know, certainly UConn can make their pitch to whatever bowls, conferences, whatever, to try to get tied in with that group. And it's just, you know, there's no rhyme or reason. There, it's not to say they can't do it. I mean, BYU did it. Um, Army did it. Um, you know, part of it is TV ratings. How valuable is that program to to ESPN? Um, but certainly the good news is, you know, they'll UConn will only kind of be in this situation for the next couple of years um, until 2026. And then they have a chance to, you know, go out and, uh, you know, try to try to get their own deal or just, you know, and again, they, they may announce a secondary deal, which is that's great. But again, if there's enough teams, they're on the outside. Yeah, they're on a lot. No, interesting stuff there, Brett. And I'll get you out of here on this one. If you're looking into the future, which I know is really hard to do when it comes to college uh, sports right now, especially with all the realignment going on, do you, you think UConn's still an independent, say, in the next you know five plus years, or do you see them getting into a conference? Uh, I well, I, that's a choice, and it, this is you know I. <laughs> If I had a penny for every time I did a BYU radio interview asked about conference realignment in the last 10 years, uh, I would be talking to you from the south of France right now in my villa. Um, UConn's kind of in a similar situation. And I always, whenever I did the, the BYU interviews, you know, it was kind of the same, same thing. And it kind of relates to UConn. It basically, it is so challenging to be an independent at the FBS level if you're not named Notre Dame and the, the scheduling is a big thing, you know, you've got to give 12 games every year. You want to have attractive home games. Uh, the challenge is, especially now moving forward with the way that all the conferences are expanding, the big 12 is going up to 12, the big 10 is going up to 16, the sec for now is at 14. Um, they're adding additional conference games so if you're an independent like UConn, um, like UMass, where are you going to get your, who are you going to play? You know, there's not a lot of opportunities. And not only that, who are you going to play in November? Who are you going to play in um, late October? I mean, Liberty's going into a conference, you know. So, um, you know, look, it takes two to tango, but I think 
best for UConn to get into a conference? Next question is what conference? I have no clue, but they changed literally overnight. So we know this, um, you know, geography no longer matters. Um, and whether UConn could do, you know, could remain in the Big East and then be a football member on something else, I'm sure that's been talked about. That would probably be a consideration. Um, the best thing for, for UConn to do is just keep winning. The more they win, the more attractive they're going to be. And, you know, if any of your longtime listeners will remember, why was, why was TC, TCU, for the younger listeners, TCU, on the college football playoff, there was a time way back when, about, what was it, 15 years ago, they joined the Big East Conference. That's right, kids. They joined the Big East Conference for literally six months. And then they got an invite. Well, oh, by the way, San Diego State and Boise State also joined the Big East Conference. This is for football and all sports. Again, that was for a few months until they got a bit better deal with the Mountain West. So, you know, UConn, you know, just anything's possible. I, to be very honest, I'm not going to sit here and tell you what you want to hear. But to be very honest, it, it, it would have to be a group of five conference. I don't, I don't see a power five conference adding not only UConn, but really any group of five schools. The only exception would be maybe San, San Diego State because the Pac-12 they're kind of they're kind of hamstrung with geography out there, trying to figure out what happens. Are they going to lose Oregon and Washington? So for them, it's more survival. But for the con- Power Five conferences outside of the Pac-12, I don't see any of them adding any non-Group Five schools. Um, so you know, the best thing is the more they win, the more attractive they are. Look at Liberty. You know, why why are they going to Conference USA? And I don't, you know, UConn fans may turn their nose up at Conference USA. I, I can't, I don't think they were in Conference USA. USF was in Conference USA for a while while I covered them. And I think they made the move to Big East. I think UConn was independent then or moving up from the FCS level. But they may turn their, I don't know, UConn fans may turn their nose up at Conference USA. Well, there's two things to remember. One, it, the scheduling and the scheduling factor that I told you about. And also, don't forget, when we go to the 12-team playoff, the sixth highest-ranked conference champs will go to the playoff. If UConn is in Conference USA or the Sun Belt or the American or whatever, they're, they're not going to be in the Mountain West, I don't think. But if they're in one of those, they win the conference, and they're the highest-ranked. They're one of the six highest-ranked conferences. They would be in the playoff. Is an independent and again, this is similar to my BYU analogy. If UConn doesn't go 12-0, and 0, they've got no shot to get into a New Year's Day Bowl or a college football playoff. Being in a conference, you don't have to go 12-0. and 0. You can go 11-2, and 2, and then you may, you may have a shot. UCF's a perfect example. They're in the driver's seat to get into the Cotton Bowl. They're not undefeated. If UCF was an independent, they would not have any chance to to get in that one they're not in a conference and two because they've lost a game well for now i think uconn fans will just take being bowl eligible before they worry about playoff bids uh but for now uh they'll take their six and six and see where they can uh end up hopefully seven and five after uh a game against army this weekend so brett i really appreciate the time and giving uconn fans uh some insight into where 
they might be going and how the bowl structure is working right now. And uh, we'll be sure to stay up to date with you and your projections going forward to see where UConn ends up. So thanks for the time today. You got it. Best of luck. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast with Jared Cutler. If you like the show and want to know more, check out the podcast on Twitter at CT Scoreboard Pod, the host at Jared Cutler, and find us on Facebook at the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast. Finally, if you enjoy what you're listening to, rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.